0: Hello it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And of course each week we have a weekly movie club. Where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show we covered the Disney Channel original movie The Descendants. That episode along with all previous episodes is available now on all major podcasting platforms. Including... Probably whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last week's move, we've been watching Cruella. I'll get back to that movie a little bit later in the show, though. How's everyone's weeks been? I've had a week off of work, and it has been absolutely lovely. So there's my daughter shouting in the background there. But yeah, we've had such a nice week. It's just been nice to just... Chill out, not feel like we've got too many things that we've had to do, although we've still done quite a lot. I think last weekend we went to go and get my kids some new trainers ready for when we go on holiday, but then all week we've been like shopping for things for the holiday as well. We've got like new shorts, swimming things, vests, just like loads and loads of different things. We went to a mall earlier in the week and spent way, way, way too much money. There's still a few things that we need to get, I think, but apart from that, I think we've got. The majority of things now, we've even started packing the cases and it's like, it's still what, I think it's something like six, seven weeks away until we go, but I would say that the cases are in a semi-organized state where we've only got to add the last few things into them, and of course then like electronics and things like that as well, but uh, yeah, I think we've got a lot done, I've also done a lot of gardening this last week as well, I've got both the front grasses and the back grass cut and everything, and We've been doing other things outside as well. But uh, yeah, I think it's been just just an overall really productive week doing things that we wanted to be able to do. I'll not lie, I've not got everything done that I wanted to be able to do. There's still some tidying that I wanted to do around the house. We've got like a section at the bottom of our stairs near our front door that just accumulates things over time we wanted to clear that up we've just not had chance we've been doing so many other different things but even though it's been a busy week it's actually felt kind of relaxing and i say we've got plenty done as well and of course now we're preparing to return to the real world again and go back to work and the kids go back to school and things like that my son's been to a birthday party today for one of his classmates actually it's a girl that he really likes he says it's his girlfriend so uh, he's he's loved going to that today and spending some time just with like say her and a b- bunch of his other classmates as well so he's had a really good time at that uh, but yeah it's just been a really nice time off this next week. I'll be having a catch up with my friend Andy, who uh, I've said, listens to the show sometimes and we have a monthly catch up and yeah, really looking forward to that. feels like it's been more than a month since I've last saw him, but uh, yeah, now I'm really looking forward to that. But apart from that, that's about it. Just time to return to the real world. I think I've got a networking event, a business networking event coming up this next week as well. Weather permitting, it's been quite rainy the last few days and I don't think this next week's looking very good. And, uh, The networking event's supposed to be outdoors, so we'll see how that one goes. Anyway, let me know how you've been doing, of course. Drop me a message over on social media at, at or forward slash the D plus club. And uh, yeah, just let me know how you've been doing. Now though, it's time for the news, and I've got to start actually. And I'm sorry because I covered a lot of this in last week's show, but I've got to cover some more Star Wars news, which literally was announced as soon as I'd uploaded last week's show. We had like two or more announcements in the same day. And I was like, oh, sods law!" that uh, I've uploaded the show, then there's more Star Wars news come out i just thought right i'll I'll make sure that i cover it first thing in next week's show so to start things off we actually got the first trailer for the second season of the bad batch and this looks really really good i know i keep saying this about loads of different things but this second season looks really good and it looks like they're really going into these characters and exploring their individuality a little bit more and It's really going to explore their life after the events of Order 66 and of course the rise of the Empire and also there's a Wookiee Jedi (laughs) that that looks absolutely brilliant. I want to see how they incorporate the fall of the Jedi into the Star Wars universe because of course we've not really explored too many things that early in like after the end of the Republic before so I'd like to be able to see maybe the Bad Batch going off and trying to save some of the Jedi that, that maybe wants to work with over the years during the clone wars and things like that but yeah i'd just like to be able to explore more about the fall of the jedi and things like that anyway bad batch season 2 has actually been announced that it will launch on disney plus on september 28th Also after the show last week we got the official announcement that Star Wars Visions would be returning for a second volume of episodes. The second season will actually be much more international than the first as it won't just be created by Japanese studios like the first season was. Multiple cultures and styles will be represented from around the world including India, South Korea, France, South Africa, Chile, Ireland, Spain and Many more will be represented, along with more content from Japan as well. It's sent to launch sometime in the spring of 2023, so we'll keep an eye out for more information on that as it comes in as well. Jon Favreau also confirmed this last week that development has already started on a fourth season of The Mandalorian, and it's uh, currently in the early development stages. In an interview, he said... With television, we're lucky that we don't have to rush things through into an hour and a half or two hours. We get to tell stories slowly. So now, as Dave Filoni is doing Ahsoka, it's very much informing the writing that I'm doing for The Mandalorian Season 4. It becomes, how should I put it more precise let's say. Anyway it's likely that production on the fourth season wouldn't start until either much later this year or early next year with all likelihood that the fourth season would likely debut sometime in 2024 but of course we'll be keeping a close eye on this one as we see more information unfold on it. The Lucasfilm head Kathleen Kennedy also commented this last week on the Lando series and if any other future projects would recreate any of the other legacy characters with CGI like they did with Tarkin and Leia in Rogue One and also Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. She said, I never say never about recasting. It's certainly not something we're doing with any intention right now. We're still talking about Lando with Donald Glover, for instance, but I don't think we would intentionally just look back at some of the characters like Luke and Leia and whatnot and decide arbitrarily to do a story. There would have to be a really strong reason for why we would do it. With regards to Lando, the Lando series, she said, you would need to ask Donald about that. He's the one that holds all of the cards here, but there's no movement on it, I can say that honestly. But it's not for a lack of trying, it's just that he's a very busy guy and he's got another series. And I think one other thing after that, and then he'll come our way. It does sound like the Lando series is still on the cards, of course, however, they're just waiting on Donald Glover to become available so that they can go into production on this series, so I'm still looking forward to hearing more news about that, and uh, it sounds like it's something that could happen in hopefully the not too distant future so we'll have to keep an eye on that one for more news moving on to a bit of marvel news now we actually got news from disney this past week that doctor strange in the multiverse of madness will actually release on disney plus on wednesday june 22nd which is only 48 days after it was originally released on may 6th in theaters meaning that the Probably not got really a a theater to Disney Plus release schedule at the moment. Of course, early on in the year, around the time of Christmas, when there was still opening theaters and things like that, there was a thirty day release cycle. Of course, it looks like they're no longer holding themselves to a thirty day release cycle, but they're still looking at quite a short release cycle, and I think that. 48 days from cinema debut to being released on Disney Plus is still very, very quick. So uh, yeah, I'm really thankful of that, especially for for myself and others like me who aren't able to get to the cinema as often, let's say. So yeah, I've been really looking forward to seeing this uh, movie and... To be fair, I've actually probably seen all of the spoilers already. I think I know the exact plot of the entire movie, but it's just I've not seen the movie itself, so I'm really looking forward to being able to see that. So not long to wait now, June 22nd. In more Marvel rumours this week, we've seen multiple rumours stating that we may now get a second season of Marvel's Hawkeye. This is because Disney has actually submitted the series to be nominated for Best Comedy Series at the Emmys, rather than the Limited Series category. Jeremy Renner and Hayley Stanfield have also been submitted for Best Lead Actor and Lead Actress as well for consideration. So it's really interesting that they've been able to go down that route, that they're not choosing the limited series. It means that either they're keeping themselves open for a potential second season or a second season is already on the cards in some way, shape, or form. And I think that the story of Hawkeye, again, I won't go into too many big spoilers for those who haven't seen it yet, but. How the story of Hawkeye ends at the end of this first season, it does definitely leave the door open for more potential episodes and story and more interaction between these characters that we were introduced with in the first series. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the first season of Hawkeye. I know that many people say it's their least favourite out of the Marvel series so far, but for me, it's definitely way, way up there. I like the character of Hawkeye, and I think that especially with the family and everything like that, he's, he's got a very varied background that's unlike other, other characters that we've currently got in the MCU. And yeah, I really enjoyed that first season. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing more from both of these characters because I think that not only the characters, but the actors worked really well on screen together. So yeah, looking forward to finding out more about that. This last week, Disney and Rick Riordan actually announced that filming has now begun on the new Percy Jackson series. Along with this, we also received more casting announcements. Megan Mullally? Is that how you say that? I'm not quite sure. Anyway, she will be playing Mrs. Dodds, a.k.a. Electo. Mrs. Dodds is Percy's strict math teacher, who may act monstrous at times, and that's probably because she really is. She's actually one of the three Furies, who actually loyally serves Hades, the god of the underworld jason montezucas is that how you say that i'm useless with names anyone who's been listening for a while will know how useless i am with names anyway he will be playing dionysus aka mr d the irritable and sarcastic mr d actually runs camp half-blood a camp for all of the demigods Glyn Turman will play Chiron, a.k.a. Mr. Bruner, as is introduced in the first book. He will be disguised as Percy's Latin teacher, Mr. Bruner, early on. And Chiron is the famed centaur and trainer of heroes who provides Percy with moral guidance when he needs it. Virginia Cull will actually appear as Sally Jackson, Percy's loving, protective, and selfless mother, Sally raised her son, knowing that one day she'll have to give him up to the dangerous worlds of the Olympian gods. And also, finally, Tim Sharp will play Gabe Ugliano. I think that's how you say that. Sally's selfish, brash combative husband as well as Percy's stepfather i've said this on multiple occasions i am really really looking forward to this series i've been reading these books to my son for the past few months i think we're actually on what book 4 i think out of the the first series so yeah we're really really enjoying those books and it's nice to be able to see who they're bringing in to play some of these characters it's helping me now visualize these characters as i'm reading this story to my son and i've always been a huge fan of that i don't know whether i've commented on this before but i like books where i can visualize some of the characters and If there is a movie or TV counterpart, like I'm also listening to the Harry Potter books at the moment, and when I'm listening to those, I'm picturing the actors who played those characters as well. And yeah, it just really, really helps me not only understand the story a little bit better, but be able to visualise these characters and create voices for them and things like that as well. So yeah, really, really looking forward to this series, and I'm really enjoying the books as well. And if you've got children at home, especially my son's like seven years old, I would highly recommend these books as maybe a bedtime story because like I say, he does really, really enjoy them. Anyway, moving on, something else I found really interesting earlier this week was that the producer Jerry Bruckheimer has confirmed that he's currently working on a script for a new national treasure movie with Nicolas Cage. This is also in addition to the Disney Plus TV series, which is currently in development. As I've said on many occasions, and when we covered actually the National Treasure first movie actually in the Weekly Movie Club, I said, this is one of my favourite movies of all time, I would say, or movie series, I would say. I really love the National Treasure movies. I think that there's a lot of, well, of course, there's a lot of history in them, but I love the character development and there's a lot of comedy to them as well. I just think that all of the actors and actresses that in these movies work really well together and I think that the story of the first two movies is absolutely brilliant and I'm looking forward to seeing the TV series but I'm looking forward more to hopefully a third movie and hopefully the TV series will give us a little glimpse into what's been happening in this world of the National Treasure Universe, let's call it, since these first movies, and also maybe where the characters are now. So yeah, really looking forward to both of those, and I'm hoping that we do hear more about this movie in the not-too-distant future, let's say. This last week, Disney also treated us to the very first trailer for the Disney Plus exclusive live-action retelling of the story of Pinocchio, which will star Tom Hanks as Geppetto. I actually watched this trailer... Again, before the show just now, and I've watched it a couple of times over the last couple of days, and it looks really, really good. I think that Tom Hanks, when he plays any character, I think that he really, really gets into that character. You can believe him in whatever role he's in. I just love all of the Tom Hanks movies. I don't think he makes a bad movie. I, I don't know about anyone who's listening, but I think that. Everything that he's done, you can see that he puts everything into the characters that he's playing and he really immerses himself into those roles. Like when he played Walt Disney, for example, in Saving Mr. Banks, I believed that I was seeing Walt Disney on screen. And I would have liked a follow-up to Saving Mr. Banks that concentrated more on Walt, that maybe explored his later years. Maybe as he was uh, scouting the grounds for the Florida Project and things like that. In fact, at one point, I do remember reading a rumour that that could have potentially been another movie starring Tom Hanks, that it would feature him in the role of walt disney again but it would no longer be focused on like mary poppins and things like that and i would love to be able to see that honestly but uh, i think more than anything i'm looking forward to seeing him in this role more so than the movie itself but it does look like it's going to be a very good movie and it looks like they're going to be staying quite close to the original uh, Disney uh, Disney animated movie let's say so uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go with this there it looks to be a few changes but uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out more about it, let's say. Pinocchio will be released on Disney Plus on the Thursday, September 8th, which this last week Disney also announced will be the second Disney Plus Day. This looks like it could start turning into an annual event, which I'm not angry about, because the last Disney Plus Day featured tons of new releases and trailers and teasers for upcoming projects and i've got no doubts that this year will be exactly the same and that pinocchio will only kind of be the tip of the iceberg let's say the disney parks this last year also celebrated the disney plus day with a blue carpet event and some free merchandise which i actually really wish i was able to get my hands on one of the caps i keep looking on ebay i've seen one a reasonable reasonable price But the problem is, I've just spent a lot of money preparing for my upcoming holiday, and I don't think I can justify spending that amount of money at the moment, because the cost of shipping to the UK is more than the cost of the actual item itself. But yeah, if I could have got one of those caps, I would have been absolutely over the moon. But uh, like I say, on September 8th this year, it could be likely that they'll do a similar event. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to maybe snag one of those at some point on eBay as well. But... uh, We'll see. Anyway, like I say, Pinocchio is the only current announcement for Disney Plus Day this year, but I I have no doubts that there will be much more to be announced over the next couple of months as we lead up to September 8th. But uh, as soon as I hear anything, I will be letting you know. And that's about it for the news this week. What are you most excited for in this last week's news? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D Plus Club, or of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash Discord or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now though, it's time for a brief break and then I will be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week.
1: What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com.
0: And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Now, I wanted to start off by briefly talking about Kenobi Episode 3. And I'm not going to give away any spoilers, so don't worry about that. I have said that on multiple occasions. I won't give away any spoilers for any series currently airing, so it's a pretty safe zone. I won't give anything away to the plot of the story or anything like that. But what I do want to say is that I am really, really enjoying this series. And I think that the way that the kind of laying it out is a really smart way of doing it they don't seem to be breaking canon let's say there was a maybe a tease early on in the series so far where you think well wait a minute that can't happen but i've read on social media that one of the producers on the show specifically stated one thing that we never do is break canon so we'll see how this plays out but uh, yeah, I think that it's really interesting how, where they're taking this story, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing how the series unfolds, let's say. I'm really, really enjoying getting a glimpse of uh, what happened to Obi-Wan Kenobi between the events of the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, and his journey and his life throughout those times. I, I just think that it's a really fascinating story, and that I feel that even after this first batch of episodes, let's say, I feel that they could do a lot more with this character. There's a lot of time to be able to explore, and it'll be interesting to see how they leave the series, let's say, and whether they leave it on a point where you can think, okay, that I'm happy with the story that has been told. This leads quite nicely into the original trilogy. Or whether it makes you think, you know what, there's some more to explore here. And uh, yeah, I'm just really hoping to be able to just get more backstory behind Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because I say, out of all of the characters in the prequel trilogy, I just... I loved Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So yeah, really, really looking forward to seeing where we take this story through the rest of the season. But what have we got to look forward to this next week? Well, of course, starting on Wednesday, we will be getting that fourth episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, but we will also be getting the first episode of Miss Marvel, which, and I could be wrong, I probably am, but I think this is actually the first time we've had a new episode of a Star Wars series and also a Marvel series at the same time and this is really exciting times because it could mean that we're getting to the point in the star wars and marvel pipeline where we're going to be seeing more continuous new content from both of these franchises as the year goes on so yeah really really looking forward to the first episode of miss marvel as well miss marvel actually follows camilla khan a superhero mega fan with an oversized imagination particularly when it comes to captain marvel Yet, Camilla feels like she doesn't fit in at school and sometimes even at home as well. That is until she actually gets superpowers like the heroes she has always looked up to. Also on Wednesday in the US, you were getting Baymax Dreams, the two-minute shorts, season 1 and 2, 12 episodes of season 20 of Incredible Dr. Paul, and 10 episodes of season 1 of Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion which follows Violet Rodriguez, an everyday Mexican-American teenager, who is chosen by a magical luchador mask which transforms her into Ultraviolet, a superhero fighting crime alongside her luchador uncle, Cruz, who is also known as Black Scorpion. In the UK, we'll be getting NCIS Season 19, Episode 12, Big Sky Season 2, Episode 9, The Resident Season 5, Episode 21, Man in the Arena, Episode 10, Owl House, Season 2, Episodes 11 through 15, Viking School, Season 1, Episodes 1 through 13, American Dad, Season 18, Episode 4, The Great North, Season 2, Episode 16, Bob's Burgers, Season 12, Episode 18, Family Guy, Season 20, Episode 18, Marvel Superhero Adventures, Season 3, Dr. Oakley's Yukon Vet, Seasons 6 through 8, Delicacy's Destiny, I think that is, Season 1, Prairie Dog Manor Season 1, and also The Fix Season 1 as well. On Thursday in the UK, we'll be getting another new episode of The Kardashians, as well as episode two from season three of the Orville, New Horizons. I actually haven't seen the first episode yet. I've been wanting to see it all week, but we've been getting back so late from some of these days out that we've been doing. Like, we went, when we went to the mall the other day, it was like past eight o'clock by the time we got home, because it's like two hours away, the one that we decided to go to. I'm glad we went to that one, by the way, because we got a lot more if, if we've gone to one of the more local ones but uh, yeah we got back really late and that would have been kind of the day that i would have usually watched these sorts of things but i think i'll probably end up watching it tonight usually on a sunday night my wife gets her tv time she gets to watch what she wants to be able to watch on tv and i'll probably get to be able to watch this on my ipad so yeah i'm looking forward to checking that first episode out Moving on to Friday, we will all be getting the special Beyond Infinity, Buzz and the Journey to Lightyear, which I actually spoke about last week. And also in the UK, we'll be getting another episode of The Kardashians, which actually features Robin Roberts. We'll also be getting in the UK, the movies The Binge, Men of Honor, Notes on a Scandal, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, True Story, Entrapment. A Time to Kill, The Foundation, and the superhero movie Elektra from 2005, which is kind of a spin-off from the original Daredevil movie, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see that. I think it actually bombed in cinemas, but it'll be interesting to maybe catch that at some point. Also, we'll be getting the National Geographic specials King Tut in Colour, and also Panda Goes Wild. And that's about it for this next week. What are you most looking forward to? Of course, let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. Or of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash Discord. Or of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Personally, I think this next week, I'm definitely looking forward to a new episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Absolutely loving that series. But also I'm looking forward to, like I say, another episode of The Orville, which uh, I might be able to actually catch on time this next week. I'll probably try and watch that over on my lunch on one day. But yeah, I am going to take another brief break now and then I will be back with The Weekly Movie Club.
1: Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. Here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at MagicallyScented.com. Source radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next Magically Scented order.
0: And now it's time for the Weekly Movie Club. And as I mentioned earlier, this past week's Movie Club movie has been Cruella. So, if you've never seen Cruella before, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, go and watch the film, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. And now, with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into the movie. In 1964 England, Estella is a creative child with a talent for fashion, but is ostracized for her unusual hair and develops a nefarious and rebellious streak. Her mother, Catherine, decides to move them to London, stopping at a party at Helmand Hall to ask the host for money. Sneaking inside, Estella loses her mother's necklace, whilst being chased by the host's ferocious Dalmatians, who actually push Catherine off of a cliffside balcony, sadly to her death. Blaming herself... Estella runs away to London and befriends the street uh, street urchins and brothers, Jasper and Horace. Ten years later, in 1974, Estella practises thievery and grifts with Jasper and Horace, honing her fashion skills by designing their disguises, along with their dogs, Buddy and Wink. For her birthday, Jasper and Horace get her a job at the Liberty department store, but Estella is made a janitor and denied the chance to use her talents. She drunkenly recreates a window display and impresses the Baroness von Hellmann, a renowned but authoritarian clothing designer who offers her a coveted job at her fashion house. Estella gains the Baroness's confidence but notices her wearing Catherine's necklace, which the Baroness claims is a family heirloom that an employee once stole. Estella asks Jasper and Horace to help retrieve the necklace during the Baroness's black and white ball. To conceal her identity, Estella creates an alter ego, Cruella, and wears one of the Baroness's old designs from a vintage clothing store owned by the flamboyant Artie. At the ball, Cruella steals a spotlight as Jasper and Horace break into the Baroness's vault but she's already wearing the necklace. Jasper releases rats into the party, allowing Estella to swipe the necklace. The Baroness summons her Dalmatians with her dog whistle, and Estella realizes that the Baroness actually caused Catherine's death. In the ensuing chaos, one of the Dalmatians swallows the necklace. Seeking revenge, Estella orders Jasper and Horace to kidnap the Dalmatians and recover the necklace. Cruella upstages the Baroness at various events in extravagant fashions, gaining notoriety via society columnist Anita Darling, Estella's childhood friend. Furious, the Baroness fires her lawyer Roger dearly, whilst Cruella's increasingly haughty behaviour discomforts Jasper. Estella designs and sews an elaborately beaded dress as the signature piece for the Baroness's spring collection, and stages a robbery in the fashion house, leading the Baroness to lock up all of the dresses. The night of the spring show, the Baroness opens the vault to find that the dress is ruined, and that the beads were in fact moth eggs, and thousands of moths have hatched from them and ruined the entire collection. Seeing what she has done, the Baroness realises that Estella and Cruella are the same person. Having wrecked the Baroness's show, Cruella stages her own fashion show outside in Regent's Park, wearing a faux Dalmatian fur coat. Returning home, Estella is confronted by the Baroness and her men, who have captured Jasper and Horace. Setting fire to the building, the Baroness leaves Estella to die, and Jasper and Horace are sent to prison for her murder. Estella is saved by John, the Baroness's valet, who reveals that the necklace unlocks a box containing Estella's birth records, and that the Baroness is really her biological mother. She had ordered John to murder the infant Estella to focus on her career, and also to keep her late husband's inheritance. Instead, John gave the baby to Catherine, one of the Baroness's maids, who raised Estella in secret. Cruella breaks Jasper and Horace out of prison, and reveals the truth recruiting them, Artie and John, for her final scheme. The quintet sneak into the Baroness's charity gala, having arranged for all of the guests to dress as Cruella. Estella confronts her mother on the balcony, and the Baroness feigns an embrace, before pushing her over the cliff, unwittingly witnessed by all of her guests. Estella secretly survives with a hidden parachute, and now, legally dead, adopts her Cruella persona for good. The Baroness is arrested, swearing revenge on Cruella de Ville. Before her death, Estella had actually willed her inheritance to Cruella, including the manor which she renames Hell Hall, and then moves in with her accomplices. In a mid-credits scene, Anita and Roger each receive a Dalmatian puppy from Cruella. Cruella was released on May 28, 2021, simultaneously in theatres, as well as on Disney Plus Premier Access. It made $233 million worldwide in cinemas where it was available, but unfortunately Disney didn't disclose Premier Access earnings for the release in addition to its box office earnings. It had an estimated budget of around $100 million, however some reports have stated that it could have been anything up to $200 million as production ended. Filming on the movie actually took place between August and November in 2019 in England. Its initial release date was actually scheduled for December 23, 2020. However, this was delayed due to the COVID pandemic. Despite this, this was also the first film to get a red carpet premiere following the COVID-19 lockdowns of 2020 and 2021. A prequel novel titled Cruella, Hello, Cruel Heart was published on April 9th, 2021, written by Maureen Johnson. The novel is set before the events of the movie in 1967. It followed a 16-year-old Estella and her encounter with Magda and Richard Moresby Plum, two wealthy siblings who introduced her to the world of the rich and famous a tie novelization for the film was also released by Elizabeth Rudnick and was published by Disney on April 13th, 2021. However, both of these books actually differ from the Villain's Tales book, Evil Thing, which was released on July 9th, 2020, which also explores an alternate origin story for Cruella. My wife actually loves this story and actually prefers the origin story of the Evil Thing book to the Corella movie. I'm hoping that I can get her to make a few comments on that. I'm wondering if I can before the end of the show. She's actually uh, looking after our kids at the moment. I might see if we can shout her through in a minute. Anyway, a manga novel titled Black, White and Red was also released to tie into the movie... Glenn Close, who played the first live-action Cruella de Vil in 101 Darmatians in 1996 and also 102 Darmatians in 2000, actually serves as an executive producer in this movie. And in trivia this week, the sound of the truck horn when Cruella honks at the jail is the same sound as her car horn in the animated 101 Darmatians in 1961. The placement of the suit of armour in Hellman Hall actually replicates that of the original 101 Dalmatians animated movie. The classic image of Cruella de Vil actually has her smoking, however this element is actually missing from the Cruella movie as Disney actually banned characters being shown on screen smoking in films from about 2007. Corella has a genuine friendship with Horace and Jasper in this film, even calling them her family. Unlike the previous incarnations of the 101 Dalmatians, Corella Deville, that actually depict her treating them as inferiors and calling them bumbling idiots. And finally, this week, although Corella's natural born black and white hair might come off as completely fictional, it actually does have some basis in reality. Poliosis is actually a real-life hereditary condition that consists of a lack of pigmentation or a patch of hair in the scalp, resulting in it being completely white. It actually commonly occurs among people with... Wardenberg syndrome I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly but anyway it's usually just a few streaks or a patch but there are actually some cases of it being split in the middle affecting one half of a head of hair I just thought that was really interesting they don't actually tackle this directly in the movie and say that this is what it is but I thought it was interesting that uh, when I was doing the research for this movie that someone was able to point this out and actually give examples of it One other thing to note as well is that there is actually a sequel to this film which is currently in development and Emma Stone will actually be returning as Cruella for the sequel film as well. And that's about it for the movie this week. What did you think? I actually really enjoyed the movie of Cruella. I actually enjoyed it as an origin story for this character and it makes you understand a little bit more of her background. However like I said my wife has actually read the book Evil Thing, which acts as a different origin story for the same character. Now, I'd like to think that maybe the origin story in the Cruella movie is maybe an origin story for the live-action version of this character, maybe leading into the live-action 101 Dalmatians that we've previously covered. But maybe the book Evil Thing is... Possibly an origin story for the animated version of the same character. I'm not too sure. I don't know what the intention of those are. But I enjoyed it as a standalone movie. I think it was very well done. And I think it didn't really get the the cinema airing that it could have really deserved, let's say. But I just really enjoyed the movie. But like I say, my wife, who has read Evil Thing, actually says that she far preferred the origin story, which is actually based in that book. So... If you get a chance to be able to pick up the book Evil Thing and you want to maybe learn more about a different origin story for Cruella pick that one up and give it a go. There are actually a few different villains tales which actually explore the backstory of some of these different Disney villains, showing some of their history and things like that and giving you a bit of an origin of their character. My wife is actually going through all of these at the moment before she then moves on to the Twisted Tales books. But yeah, she's really really enjoying them but she did say that Evil Thing, the Cruella book, is actually her favorite out of the lot so uh, yeah maybe give that one a go at some point as always i ask over in the sorcerer radio discord the fun zone facebook group and also on my social media for people to be able to share their comments so let's see what you had to say this week brandon said my first time seeing this movie it's interesting getting cruella's backstory with some interesting twists and turns along the way bookie said me and little bookie have actually been watching non-stop all of the 101 dalmatians everything live action and also animated and i didn't know that there, there was a tv series up until now yes i can't remember whether i mentioned that in the weekly movie club for the 101 dalmatians film i don't know whether i'd mentioned it with regards to the original animated film but anyway there was a 2018 i think where 101 dalmatians i think it was called dalmatian street TV series. I think it only lasted for one season. And there was also a 101 Dalmatians TV series. I think it was back in like the late 90s, I think. Let me just have a quick look online. 1997, yes, it had... For 65 episodes and consisted of two seasons, I don't think that that is on Disney+. Plus. If it is on Disney+, Plus, it isn't on Disney+, Plus in the UK, because I think I would have remembered seeing that, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of 101 Dalmatians t- kids animated TV series that are out there that uh, may be worth giving a go at some point. Joan said, 101 Dalmatians was one of my daughter's favourite movies as a little girl, so much so that we actually got a Dalmatian named Freckles. And Tim over on Instagram said, this was the first and only movie that I got on Premiere Access. I didn't think it was worth it much after that as the release dates actually got a lot shorter. But I remember buying this film at the time and really enjoying it. And it's been fun to go back this last week and watch it again. I think it's a really good origin story for the character of Cruella Deville. Now, my wife wasn't able to record anything for the show, but what she did say that she liked about the book more than she did the film, was that the book explores a lot more of Cruella's childhood, and also her relationship with not only her biological mother, but also her father as well, and there's a lot of backstory that explains the way why she is the way she is later in life, and that she preferred that in the book rather than in the film, and the film didn't really explore that sort of mental trauma and why she is the way she is they kind of explain it that oh she didn't really have a mother figure growing up and she went into thievery and this that and the other and then she had this terrible relationship with her birth mother and this that and the other and that she feels that the book kind of gives more of a an origin story to her personality as well as to the character as well so yeah i I thought that'd be worth including in here she did give me some notes but i probably didn't do the best way of describing it but she says she highly advised picking up the book and that's it thank you everyone for your comments on the movie this week there isn't actually a diz his review this week as they've had quite a hectic week and weren't able to get a review over to me but remember if you do want to send me your comments on the weekly movie club each week you can do so in the weekly movie club room in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course on any of my posts over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. And if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie each week, you can record one and send one over on my anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. Next week for the weekly movie club, we'll be watching Lilo and Stitch. Until then though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.